Camden, I have big news. Yeah? Yeah. Does it, does it involve uh, two weekends from now? No. Okay. <laughs> Fallout 4 is out. I know, yeah. And on the day it came out, Pornhub's traffic dropped by 10%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really That's love internet statistics. The best news we've had in a while. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's impressive. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Wow, no. they really made a ding in a yeah. <laughs> in the porn industry Damn. that night. They must have been so proud of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Uh... It's official. Fallout Four is better, better than, than porn. porn. Um, um, it didn't drop by a hundred percent. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's you're true. Right. It dropped but... by ten percent. You know, multitasking. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know, you only really need one con- one hand when you're using bats. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is The Sounding Board, a podcast that is neither about porn nor video games. <laughs> or sometimes about music. I'm Josh. I'm the voice of The Sounding Board. Josh Schmidtline, your host. With me this week, as always, is Ted Challenge. Hooker the second. Ah, uh, no more nicknames. I know, yeah. right? I they're... thought they were coming back. I was really ready for <laughs> yeah. them. Well, you kind of like. I'm. I'm actually impressed by how quickly your beard is coming back in. Like, it's, dude, I told you, it's it not fast. It's not like the beard. It's it's closer to what I wear most of the time, but it's coming yeah. in quickly. Yeah, two and a half weeks gives me like a reasonable amount of beard. <laughs> yeah, you've got some some beard growing chops. Camden, on the other hand, also with us. Still just rocking the mustache. Yeah, still don't have beard chops. <laughs> still lacking probably, the beard growing chops. Never will. <laughs> That's cool. I've I've come to uh, you come to terms with that. it. Yeah. All right. It's, I'm I'm glad. It would be a a sad thing to go through life wishing daily for a beard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to? How's it been? What's what's been going on this last week? Oh, uh, nothing that interesting, to be honest. Yeah. We, uh, it's just been a pretty normal week now that we had our, you know, week going away and doing radio station things. Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of back to uh, it's basically the run-of-the-mill crap. Homework. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Surviving. I had, a, I had an old man weekend. Yeah, man. He I, on, I went to bed like, <laughs> like, at a, like before 11 both nights. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> that always feels so good, though. <laughs> when you yeah. wake up the next day so rested. It felt great. I like woke up early both days. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Not, I didn't have to. I just did. You're in your mid-20s, man. You're allowed to ha- start having I'm those I'm not now. in my mid-20s. You shut the fuck up. I'm still in my <laughs> still early Still early. 20s. You still yeah. in the early. 23, right? Yeah, yeah 23. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not You're mid. entering your mid-20s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 23 to 27 is mid-20s. 28 to 29 is late-20s. 30 so is 30. 25 30s. to 29 being later 20s, right? Given well, rounding up. I mean, if you break it up into thirds, right? I'm, yeah, but I mean, I'm, no, I'm that makes straddling. Sense. Okay, you're straddling that the line. line. Yeah. Riding that line. I had, uh, I had a weekend. On, uh, on Saturday night, I went to a housewarming party that one of my friends was throwing, and it was fucking awesome. It was a great party. I, uh, I met a bunch of people from New Jersey who one of them decided I was his Gross. new best friend. <laughs> Because right. I kept like I kept saying yes whenever he came around with a bottle of Fireball. That always gives you friends. Definitely. You know, it was it was great because at the very end of the night, he's sitting there with like the dregs of a bottle of Fireball, and there's a bunch of us laying on the couch, 
and he comes up to us and he says, "All right, guys, pick a number a one." A bunch of fireball laying on the couch. Yeah. No, 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 no. A bunch spilled. of a bunch of people. There's... No, oh, no, no spills, no spilled fireballs. Fuck all, this new house. <laughs> we're all we're all laying on the on the couch, and he comes up with his bottle of fireball, and is like, "All right, pick a number one to ten. And I'm pretty sure what's going on here. So I just say four and a half because that's not a real number one to ten. No one would pick that. And other people pick their numbers, and then he looks at me and he says, four and a half. Let's go." <laughs> and I. I realized it was all a ploy about that time. It was it was a super fun party. Uh, and at the end of it, we left at about midnight because we wanted to uh, to get home and get rested because we had plans for the next day. And we went downstairs in in the building, and down in the lobby was the missing host for the party who had vanished like an hour earlier. Oh, man. And we were like, well, what's going on down here? Why did they vanish? Well, some girl got real messed up. Oh, no. Like, maybe just alcohol, maybe alcohol and something else. She was responsive. She just was super belligerent. And she was from outside of Seattle. Mm. So uh, she didn't really know where she was staying, as in she couldn't remember the address. (laughs) So we spent about two hours trying to, like... First, we tried to get her into a cab, and she couldn't give them an address. And then she kept making a scene... And you know, it's my friend. My friend recently moved into his his um, condo there, so like he does not want to deal with this shit. Yeah. And he's getting pretty upset. Um, and and so we end up like we end up first calling the police to come take her, so they'll you know get her to sober up. And they say, oh, well, don't don't touch her. If she's going to leave, she's going to leave. And we're like, uh, she's going to sprint out into the street and get hit by a car. But okay. <laughs> so we, like, stop making sure she stays where she's at. And she immediately jumps up and runs out the door and leaves her phone behind into the rain. Again, girl from outside of Seattle. Doesn't know yeah. where she's staying. Thinks that her, her house is at the intersection of 14th and 19th. <laughs> That's not the place. <laughs> So that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, right. So we uh we those are numbers. We kind of shrug and like go track her down again and bring her back. And at this point we've charged her phone a little bit because she left her phone behind when she ran off, of course. Uh cuz again, not really in her right mind. Yeah. And we've got her mom on the phone. Wait, was she d- who like was there that knew her? Uh, so this dude had, had like, invited <laughs> her along, but then he yeah. left without her because she wouldn't get into the car that they were using to drive away. Like, they got an Uber uh... to take them home, and she just couldn't remember her address. So, like, refused, and then just made a nuisance of herself in the lobby. So, we eventually... So we, we called we called the police again to come come get her because they were like, well, she left. We can't do anything about it. Guess she's out in the cold by herself with no home. And we were like, what? No, no. That's how you end up with a dead like a dead girl, right? Yeah. So we we find her. We bring her back. We call the cops again. We're like, all right, we've got her. Come get her. And they take a solid like half hour to get there. Yep. On point police department. Great. Always. And so finally, like, they get there, we explain what's going on, 
They come in and talk to her for a little bit. She's responsive. Again, does not know where she's staying. I find I, I've found her address at this point by like going through her phone and like figuring out where the fuck Lyft is gonna drop her off. Yeah, so, that's what I was gonna say. Have you checked her phone? Yep, yet? yep. So I, I like I, I went through and figured out where her her car service would drop her off. So we we're pretty sure we know where she lives, and we finally like get the cops to take her. And on her way out, she like very not subtly like starts to wave and then flips us off and we're like all right whatever lady <laughs> i've spent almost Fuck as you long very much for the help yeah i've spent almost <laughs> as long taking care of your idiot ass as i did at the party like it's been 2 hours i just wanted to go home <sighs> yeah, that's the best is a uh, grateful people babysitting yeah baby babysitting totally idiots ugh yeah. ugh no yeah. fun yeah well, so more importantly than all of that, what'd you get the the host as a housewarming present? Um, he he wasn't really taking housewarming presents. He just wanted to make everyone a shit ton of drinks. You still have to give him something. I mean, my girlfriend's mom sold him the the condo. That's kind of a gift. All right, right? no, that's that's pretty good. That's I would say a cactus. Normally, I like yeah, cactus. A cactus, cactus you know, like so no effort to take care of it. You can't get rid of it if you try. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They'll always remember you gifts. for your goddamn cactus. My god, this fucking cactus is still here. Mm-hmm. And then like ten years later I was like, wow, that was so nice of them to give me this immortal plant. <laughs> yep. Now that I still have to take care of, sort of, because if I really don't take care of it for long enough, it will actually die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a curse, man. It's, it's less exactly. of a gift yeah. and more of a problem. It's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> they probably thank you for it when you give it to them too, huh? Exactly. Yeah. They don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, thanks. That's oh, what a cool, cool. present. That's thank cool. you. You're terrible. God. <laughs> well, guys, I think that might be the fastest we've ever caught up on what's been going on. Luckily, yeah. none of us do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, tell me. I know you went out and got drunk at least once. No. Nope. In the past. No. Week. I don't believe you. No, I mean, like, we, we went and had drinks. Um, we went to Hoodoo, the local brewery yeah. company. Mm-hmm. Um, grabbed some drinks and then just, like, s- talked about how old we were and how we were all kind of really tired. Mm-hmm. And we went to get dinner from a sports bar called the Fo- Red Fox. Which oh, I, I remember like that bar. Yeah, we uh, Josh and I played Sopranos pinball there. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. that don't make sense. <laughs> that was now. a lot of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where's the fucking money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking machines did that every like 15 seconds it was glorious that's hilarious so every time i go there now i just go and play sopranos pinball for like the first 30 minutes that would have been way better yeah yeah we just sat around and waited for our food most of the time and then yeah. talked about how it was a super like smoggy because in alaska you can still smoke in bars oh if you yeah. Want. Mm-hmm. yeah so like we all, we're all kind of sitting there like looking at our clothes like none of us are wearing the right clothes to be yeah. in a smoking and red bar fox right is one now. of those bars when you leave yeah you just smell like cigarettes yeah so then we went to and the we, pub. we were sitting there for a long time yeah, and we were there for like an hour and a half and then we popped to the pub for a little while on campus and i was so tired and old manish i bought I, I didn't even buy it they gave it to me but i just got a ginger ale <laughs> i looked at the beer i was like i just just Still give me a ginger it. ale. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> and the bartender is a guy, super cool, named Mike, and he he just kind of looked at me, shook his head, and handed me a ginger ale. Aww. And then we all talked about how much we smelled like smoke and how shitty that was. <laughs> that was it. That was like that was my entire weekend, minus watching like some Tarkovsky and organizing my house. <laughs> wow. 
Things got yeah, boring, eh? That was yeah, that was my a lot really boring. Just no, it was, like, it was great. Like, I loved didn't it. Feel like going out, okay. super nice. There's a there's a bunch of stuff going on this weekend, so yeah, gotta making up. For oh it. yes, rest, you're, rest you're banking up. the energy. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Got it. That, and the, that makes the two weekends sense. before that were a lot of fucking yeah. staying out late. Yeah. So this was a good weekend as necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can only really do one super late night a weekend, like. Unless yeah. I've unless I've got people in town or some crazy fucking plans, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, both of those kept me up until about five, so mm-hmm. those yeah. are those yep, are late. yep. That'll do <laughs> it. All right, guys. Well, fuck. We've got like another twenty minutes before we're even allowed to talk about music. So I don't know what what we're gonna do here. Uh, <laughs> we could talk about music. Did, just take did, a quick did, did any of you guys watch the the Rousey home fight? Well. No. Ronda, I saw the, the gifts. Ronda Rousey fought, uh, fought fought someone else. She fought Holly. I don't even know what you're. Do, what are you talking? Do you about? not know who Ronda Rousey is? What do you, I have no idea what you're saying right now? Is it wait? So is it wrestling? Or no, is it it's like... it's UFC. Okay. Yeah, Ronda Rousey wait. is is a lady who for like the past year has been super super dominant and has finished like all of her fights in. Mm-hmm. Probably under a minute. Jesus. Just like winning all of her fights. And, and pretty much everyone was just talking about how dominant she was. Um, and then they set her up to fight this lady, uh, Holly Holm, who people didn't really expect great things from. She hasn't been on the circuit very long. Before this, though, she was a professional boxer and had a record of like 33-2-3. and three. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good record as a boxer, <laughs> as it turns yeah. out. Yeah, and that's also a ton of ring experience. But yeah. still, like her, her first couple UFC matches hadn't been super impressive, and people kind of figured that uh, that Rousey would destroy her, like she had destroyed everyone else. And then what we got was uh, six minutes of Rousey not being able to lay a finger on her. Mm-hmm. Like, really? So. We we can get as technical as we want, but basically Rousey doesn't. She she was super confident and didn't move her head enough. So she was against a boxer. Oh god! Right, a striker, and she wasn't yeah. really moving her head. So it was a lot of her trying to chase Holly Holm around the ring, and and either go for a clinch, which is what Rousey's really good at. She she came from yeah. a judo background. Oh, um, then now you don't ever get into that, right? And and she she got it. She caught her a couple times, and and Holly Holm would just duck out immediately and escape, no problem. Or try and try and actually strike against her, try and punch her. And as it turns out, Holly Holm is a really good counter puncher. So every time Rousey would try and swing, she'd get popped twice in the face. <laughs> uh, and then a minute into the second round, um, Holly Holly ducked under an attempted grapple. Rhonda rolled her rolled her ankle a little bit, so you could see she was a little shaken. She kind of pivoted back around. Uh, home pushed her out, and then kicked her in the head, and she went down. Knocked her the fuck. Out. Yeah, she went really? down, <laughs> and like oh man, I'm gonna have to watch. That. And 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 home follows her down, and like I've hits only her. Seen that part. Yeah, hits her twice, yeah. and then the ref is there, just like yanking yeah. her off. Like, <laughs> like no, that is done. it. Because you can watch the gif. It's the straight up fence, fencing response. She she gets oh, yeah. a concussion. Like that kick to the head mm. gave her a concussion. Her oh, arm goes straight out. You can tell. Yeah. Um, Crazy. But it was a huge upset. 
Like it was it was kind of a big deal because anyone that put money on that made a lot of money. I think it was a uh, nine or ten to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, someone someone probably made a whole lot of money off that fight, and yeah, uh, it was it was really impressive. Actually, it it kind of shows a lot about the state of women's women's MMA, which is that there are a few people who are incredibly dominant, and everyone else is kind of leagues below them. Hmm. So, it was a it was a crazy fight. You should watch it. It's real short. It's like six no, minutes. Super cool. Uh-huh. I'll totally watch it. But. Yeah, no, uh, that happened this weekend, and and actually, like, on our way home from the party at 2 a.m., one of the people we were there with, who, like, I had talked about the fight super briefly with earlier in the night, because it hadn't happened yet, like, Mm -hmm. called Claire on her phone, and was like, can you give me to Josh, and then just yelled, Ronda Rousey got knocked the fuck out in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what? And I'm, like, in the back of this Uber, and the the dude who's driving us has no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, All right, great. I think that's enough time. We can move into music. (laughs) All right. All right, there it is. Yeah, yeah, we made it past 15 minutes. That's a start. Guys... You sent me lists of what you've been listening to, and it seems like you've both been pretty busy. Listening? Listening. Yeah. yeah. Listening. <laughs> yep. A little bit. Yeah? You know. Yeah? Listen yeah. to some music. Well, yeah, you know, I'm going to... Stuff here and there. I, I've been listening to some things, too, but not that many. So, uh, the short you version start is... start us off, then? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. The short version is, uh, I listen to... Both my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and College Dropout again, because I'm still like I'm. Those albums are getting caught in my head in a way that hasn't really happened with a lot of music in a while. Like mm-hmm. they're real good, um, and and the more I listen to them, the more I kind of figure out why they're really really good. So that's. I was surprised you didn't uh, pick hit, one of pick those. One. I yeah, thought it was too obvious. Different. I thought it was too obvious. Uh, oh, my God. Like, no, I, I had said, like, four times that we were going to talk about my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. and I didn't want to just then immediately pick it for my next album, right? <laughs> that was like, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I wanted to, to give you a little bit of a swerve. Um, swerve. <laughs> yeah, so I listened to both of those, and then I listened to... Uh, so, I've been in a... As you might imagine, I've been in a in a hip hop mood lately, and I wanted to kind of figure out like who it was in hip hop that I should have been paying attention to, or I should have gone back and listened to, and that I hadn't yet. And I I started doing a little bit of research, just trying to find some names that I didn't necessarily recognize or that hadn't come up in conversation when I talked with people about hip hop. And the one that apparently I should have known about was uh, Rakim, Rakim, Rakim. Yeah. He's like Rakim consistently Steph. listed in the like top five. Yeah, except on all the top five lists I'd ever looked at, he was nowhere to be seen. So I was like, well, I always see him in those wrong lists. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a a tough argument to be made for a top five in hip hop, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, of but like, I saw his name and I was like, well, dude was at he, like his his seminal album was 1987. So that was mm-hmm. that was fairly early. Um, that was paid in full, and I went back and listened to that today, and uh, I I have some difficulty with older hip hop because I I really like the production in modern hip hop. Yeah, and that's yeah, what no, I was uh, just talking about. Like when you brought those up, I was saying the same thing. Like I 
I definitely like recognize its you know status as an album, but that's like the the only times I've ever listened to it, and it's it's basically with most hip hop from that era. Yeah, well, the, it's hard. It's kind of hard to get through for me. The the yeah. beats are cool, but yeah, they're not as cool, interesting. But, like they're good. Yeah, they're they're uh, you really they're, they're made with a much are. more limited. Well, I um, I think they're made they're made. Uh, I think it was it was a different philosophy. I think yeah. the the idea then was really to push the rapper. Yeah. yeah. Rather than to, to make a complete musical thing, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. was to, to highlight the rapper and let them shine. And, and you know, I think it was super effective because I think it pushed hip-hop lyricism in a really interesting way and the way that hip-hop flows work in a really interesting way that, that doesn't get focused on as much in mm. other genres. Like, you, you talk more about the timbre of someone's voice or their ability to sing very fully. Um, whereas in hip hop, there's the whole concept of flow, right? Mm-hmm. And how you how you ride over the beat, and you still see that. You do see that with with other music, like you see that in in singers like Nina Simone, who can syncopate and kind of wrap themselves around a beat. But I don't think it gets emphasized the same way that it does in hip hop. And my hypothesis is that part of that has to do with how lyric focused hip hop was. And now, now, sort of the production and that that ele- those elements are are developing more into into sort of a more complete musical thing. Um, mm. But I think that really did a lot. I think that did, I could be totally wrong. I think that did a lot in terms of developing what hip hop was as a form, right? What rapping is. So mm. it's a uh, it's interesting. I think it was probably super necessary. But I, I'm with you. It's hard to go back to. Um, mm-hmm. But I went back to it, and it was cool, and I want to listen to it again so I can get I can get more out of it, um, and I think I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> and but, then I was... Yeah, like the the turning point for me is like is actually like in those years, like eighty seven or eighty eight. Like I think, uh, like the Public Enemy, uh, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Like I can still listen to that. I think that album sounds great. And then like some of the. For example, like some of the Beastie Boys stuff from that era has really fucking cool production. Yeah, they started yeah. doing a lot of really um, cool production. Uh, yeah, but it's it's kind of like right after that period where you know it seems everything sort of morphed into bigger, a right? yeah a, a more full yeah a more full sound a more yeah. full idea yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, that being said, I'm not uh, you're not about to to I'm shit talk huge, Ricky. I'm not no no definitely like I think it's. It's obviously a great album. And, like, yeah, like, all the... Uh, Rakim was obviously a great rapper, and he's still, like, hugely influential. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel when it comes to, like... I, I always uh, equate it to movies. Like, a movie from the 30s or whatever. Man, you super appreciate what they're doing. Like, they're, the the filming they're able to do. Like, how expensive and time-consuming it is. But, fuck, you can get super bored <laughs> real quick. You have to Even have, like, super like... snappy dialogue, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like... have to be right there, mm-hmm. knowing exactly, like, and being very aware of what you're seeing and being mm-hmm. excited for the movie-making process and all that Yeah, to be able to appreciate it. Otherwise, you get kind of really, I don't know. I'll go back to the Marx Brothers anytime, man. I don't know. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you, though. I, I get what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those are kind of the albums that I spent time with this week. Uh I listened to our album of the week, um, and I listened to one other album that 
is going to be our album for next week, but we'll get to that around the end of the show. Ooh, surprise, surprise, oh. surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Cause, uh, so we've shifted formats um, where where we stealthily share our album of the week two weeks ahead of time. Don't right? tell them. Yeah, uh, it's, a secret. it's okay. No one will listen to this part anyway. Um, You're totally yeah. true. Where, totally right. Except Robbie. Yeah, Robbie is going to, like... Dude, Robbie it. listens to every fucking episode. God damn it. Where? <laughs> <laughs> he publicizes this Robbie, shit Robbie is do. keeping this show alive. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> Robbie's that oh. one guy that liked the show that has the horrible name. I don't remember what it was. What was it? Uh, oh, I, let's not go into it. Necromaster yeah, no, damage um, something. No one should know about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got other people liking the show or following it on uh, on on wordpress but i don't know if they're listening to it or just hoping that we'll follow them back and share communities so who right, knows that's what i was thinking. um yeah ted <laughs> oh yes ted you told me about a sh- uh, a tiny desk concert i did as everyone knows by now because i listen to them all the time um i love npr's friday night session or friday session tiny desk concerts um they're really really well produced small quote unquote um small little concerts there's actually so you see like a desk in the background of the bookshelves and then like every npr worker is behind the camera just like staring them down apparently which is hilarious um but the one that came out this past weekend was one that stuck out to me um it, it was quite spectacular it's rahim Aljad. Uh, I can't say his name because I'm terrible at reading. Um, but he is an Oud player. Uh, very interesting like, guy. Like that thing from Doctor Who, an Oud? Yeah, right? That's exactly what I thought, too. I was so embarrassed about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so an Oud is a super old... It's the ancestor to the lute and the guitar. It's about mm-hmm. a 5,000-year-old instrument that is still very often played um is back... the one he plays 5000 yeah. years old yeah he's, he's yeah actually, actually the original <laughs> question yeah. he has the he first dude it's first carved oud. out of stone <laughs> yeah. it's Even actually just a stone rock strings. with stone strings <laughs> yeah. oh no 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 the yeah. strings are made from the vertebra of his enemies <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's bad or velociraptors um the vertebra uh, so... of his velociraptors <laughs> yeah velociraptor vertebra <laughs> The most coveted of vertebra. Um, so it's a, a super commonly played in Middle Eastern, North African, and like, I don't know, Greece and Turkey and shit. Um, so you've heard it a bunch of times if you listen to music that at, really at all. It's it's pretty common. Um, he is kind of noted as one of the better players. He's from Baghdad originally. Um, started playing at the age of nine, lived there for a while. He, he's been composing for a long-ass time. Um but he got in a lot of trouble in uh, 1991 because he was um, part of the un- underground revolutionary movement against Saddam Hussein. And he got uh, imprisoned twice. At one point, it was for like a year and a half where he apparently got regularly beaten by his captors until they just kind of um, forced him out of Iraq uh, and into like New Mexico. Mm. So he's just this really sort of phenomenal musician absolutely outstanding with a really cool um tragic but cool background and he just produces the most beautiful fucking sounds um and i would highly recommend him i've only really listened to this little bit um 
and small snippets otherwise he he'll compose for the oud uh for strings he did a a piece with the chronos quartet who we've brought up a couple times on here pretty pretty prolific group um yeah so rahim i'm gonna try and pronounce his name again and embarrass myself it's rahim alhaj or something like that um i would check him out definitely yeah i i did end up watching the first third of that show and it was really really sharp i really liked it yeah it's pretty he also dresses like a fucking awesome guy what a terrible description <laughs> wow dresses, dresses like, like an awesome, awesome guy. guy i don't know he just like you look at him and i, <laughs> I have this um my one of my dad's oldest friends is this old turkish man he owns a restaurant down in carmel uh in california called portabella it's really well known um and his name is uh chaba ajan um, and he sits outside of his restaurant every day in his super nicely pressed suit with his f- colorful little um, <laughs> napkin <laughs> pocket square, God, uh, with his big ass hat, and he just smokes cigars and welcomes everyone that walks near his restaurant. He's just super cool, and this guy looks a lot like him, and I, I don't know, I was immediately drawn to him. Really cool music, highly recommend it. Um, along with that, I also listened to Johnny Greenwood's most recent uh, album. It's coming out this week, actually. It's called Janun. Uh, it is an Indian... It was recorded in India with uh, Shaban Zur, uh, an Islamic composer. Um, it's super cool. I don't, I'm not going to be able to describe it really well. It's very, very beautiful. Johnny Greenwood is the guitarist from Radiohead. Um He's a pretty prolific composer as well, actually. He covers a lot of ground. Uh, Camden was telling me, and he's told me multiple times, and I always forget, but he apparently composed a lot of the soundtracks for the... uh, He did the scores for the last three Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, Including a quick documentary that was made for this album. Yeah, a new one. Um, So I'm not going to get into it too much. Uh, It's some pretty spectacular music though it's got a nice indian choir filled with all wonderful vocalists um a couple really striking tracks just a really great album to have on um i i had it on while i was just doing a bunch of work in in the office and it was kind of fit whatever i was doing so i'd check that one out i liked it a lot um that's all my exciting music i had a couple other albums i got into this week not as you know earthly or worldly if you will <laughs> earthly as, um, earthly. <laughs> as opposed to he's been listening to some of those space, space sounds <laughs> dude i would listen to some space music yeah oh, for sure so yeah. gonna, give, me, give me all so, the space some music. intergalactic transmissions <laughs> <laughs> be so great yeah. um i got some john coltrane in a love supreme super never fucking heard of it right what's that album <laughs> it's a uh, John Coltrane, John Coldplay. Oh, it's John it's Coldplay. Coldplay. Album. Okay, it's a Coldplay. Yeah, you know the Coldplay yeah, yeah. album of Coldplay. We were talking and about that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a really fucking phenomenal album. Coltrane is, you know, a legend in his genre. You can't listen to jazz without some Coltrane. That man can play the shit out of 
a saxophone. I, did, I almost said trumpet. I was like, God, don't say trumpet. <laughs> I would have loved it if oh, you said that. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> John Coltrane can play the his fuck trumpet. out of a trumpet. He probably and can, Louis Armstrong, he probably, he probably can. Right on a trumpet. Realistically. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to that, and I was I'm like, I'm sure you, know, you can play a trumpet better than any of us could play a trumpet. Yeah, no, guaranteed. <laughs> I've got a mean pocket <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Actually, we we could probably play it better because we're alive. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> God damn it! Wow, um, Camden. So after, wow. <laughs> way to go for it there. Um, after that, I felt like listening to some hip hop, so I put on LP's High Water. Got about halfway through the album before I realized it was an instrumental album of jazz music as well. <laughs> Not actually hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it, it was about two songs in. I was like, man, this is like a long introduction. He's gonna fucking drop it at one point. Eventually, I was like, nope, nope, just a just a really good album. Um, but High Water was fucking badass. LP is a kick-ass producer. Some fantastic mixing. I would highly recommend that if you want to just have some good combo of i don't know jazz and hip-hop which is pretty popular so i guess there's a lot of options there um i listened to because i've started considering that's what you called that i was gonna go for jip pop but you know (laughs) jip pop (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna figure out which one of those i like more and i'm gonna start referring to it as that you guys better understand what i'm saying Um, i'm just getting really into chip chop lately after listening to my jip chop pop um (laughs) i moved on i was listening to some uh bjork i i'm starting to consider what my favorite album of the year list is going to comprise of so i'm trying to hop back to the ones i know i love and i keep forgetting that one came out um really this This year year, yeah and fuck, that's a good so album. I feel like I super... kind of stopped following new music around April. Yeah, right? Fuck. <laughs> I did the exact same yeah, thing. I was where I June. have super lost I track. have some spurts like, yeah. this week, for example. Yeah, this week Camden really went into it. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, then I listened to... Oh, I listened to another album by the artists we're going to be talking about this week the decemberists i listened to their first big album the crane wife um that, which is the yeah. other one I, yeah that that piece of shit um it was another one i was considering for this week um mm-hmm. so it's just kind of listening to some more stuff by them super good album um a touch poppier than this at times but really really catchy Really well written. We'll talk fun more stories. about that. Yeah, we'll later, get into that. But we'll I okay. I fucking, All right. I fucking yeah. love the Crane Wife. Huh? I fucking love the Crane. The Crane Wife, Wife is a yeah. fucking spectacular album. Um, um, so we'll hop into that one some more. But that's all I listened to this week. I had covered some good things, except of course we had our radio show. Um, yeah. Liner notes on Thursday. <laughs> liner notes. I keep doing that thing that people shouldn't be allowed to do. Um, and we listened to. Uh, I just looked at it. <laughs> Archers of Loaf, <laughs> the album Icky Metal, which is a very difficult thing to say on radio, we found out. Uh, Icky Metal being gross, like metal, like balls, like you're, you've got your cojones. 
<laughs> we, we, <laughs> so you know, like uh, it led to, it, it led to the, the first time we said balls, and then on the, the next radio. two times yeah. we said balls. Right after that, we're like, "Wow, we've never said balls on here. <laughs> balls, weird." <laughs> and then we never will say it again. We were, um, we were dabbling in the uh, yeah, <laughs> we were pushing the envelope yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the man. Uh, and listen then, to our show if you want to stay on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> you should just <laughs> turn it into the edge. Yeah. <laughs> hey yeah, man, the edge. Yeah, and our guest is just the edge every time. (laughs) That would be pretty good, actually. It's like the edge is like this week our special guest, the edge, and he just steps on a fucking sound pedal all the time. Check out the sweet delay loop. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it! Um, Yeah, what else did we listen to, Camden? I'm done. Uh, So yeah, so this week on our show, I wanted to do. It was my week to pick. And uh, being a sort of indie rock kid at heart, I wanted to do some classy, some classy. I mean, classic, classy. classic totally indie rock classy album. So I shit. picked the uh, the Archers of Loaf one, which was a group from uh, what's the place in North Carolina that Asheville. everyone's from? A- they're not from Asheville, though. I thought they said they were from, from oh, the Chapel Hill. Chapel yeah, Hill. right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they were kind of you know the early '90s indie rock mixed with a little. Um, of like the grungier and emo-ish side, mm. a lot more yelly style vocals. The edgier a of the two more, albums, uh, if you will. Yeah, a lot more f bombs. <laughs> a lot more f bombs <laughs> compared to the other one. We had to we had to censor this album a lot more than we had to <laughs> do with Mad Villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, then the other one we listened to was an absolute favorite of mine. Uh, Pavements album, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Uh, Pavements, one of my favorite indie rock bands of all time. They're amazing. One of the best bands of the 90s, I think. Uh, Everyone should listen to them. Their music is fantastic. I'm a big fan of Stop Breathing on that album. There's a couple really good ones, but that one stuck out to me the most in my few listens. By a couple, he means that album has... No, of course. A couple being out of every album. Has about five... Uh, gold standard perfect indie <laughs> rock songs. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Uh, Ted's new to it. Yeah. Just give him some time. Yeah. No, it, it'll it'll grow on me along with Nebraska. <laughs> but anyways, I've also been listening to uh, to bring up Bajork again. <laughs> Bajork. We're listening to our, our album that we're going to do next week. Online notes. Bajork. Bajork. Yeah, not on this show. Not on, on this show. Notes. Sorry. Let's not. On our radio show. Which you can listen to on KSUA <laughs> 91.5, College, Alaska. FM. If you live in Fairbanks. Uh, if you don't, you can listen to it at KSUARadio.com. <laughs> so it's 7 p.m. Alaska time. We never plug the show. Yeah, we, we don't. We're really bad about doing an uh, actual It's on Thursdays, plug. 7 p.m. Alaska time. We'll be talking about Bajork's album, Medulla. <laughs> Which is a really cool album. It's super fucking cool. Uh, I'm glad you like it. It's the one so that's um, not entirely, but mostly composed with vocals. Mm-hmm. It's almost entirely a cappella, but yeah. it's damn close. Yeah, I yeah. like it. <laughs> it's really cool. George's a really impressive musician. She does some fucking cool shit. Yeah. I like so, it a lot. Then uh, the other stuff I listened to was all stuff that came out this month. Whoa! Uh, right? Whoa! What? It's been a long time. Dude, I know. And I, uh, yeah, I listened to a bunch of new releases. Uh, the first one I listened to was a album by a group called The Necks. 
that are kind of like a jazz free improv group. Um, they always release albums that just have like one piece of music that's like 40 mm. to 80 minutes long. Very nice. Um, so their album called Vertigo. It was very uh, hypnotic, I'd say. Very much freeform style music. <laughs> so if you like your music with structure, don't listen to that. <laughs> if, uh, if, however, you are in, just want to throw something on that will show you some really interesting sounds that go really cool places for 45 <laughs> minutes, you should check that album out. I also listened to one of the albums I listed is actually our album of the week for next week, so I'm not going to talk about it yet. Spoiler alert for, for you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said it because now you're just going to know this is the one I don't say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to pull But up it doesn't matter because the listeners here. don't know. Oh, you mean for two weeks from now? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my my week. All righty. <laughs> Carry on. I'm getting so confused. Um, so I also listened to the new album from uh, Rusty. Oh, Rusty? I didn't even think about the fact that he, he put has out a new album. album called "Even If You Don't Believe." Man, his last uh, album was awesome. Yeah, um, this is kind of the same sort of thing. It's really like glittery and playful style production. Mm. Um, got That's a lot a of good got a lot of bangers. If you're into colorful sounding bangers, there weren't as many. There were basically like no. Uh, rappers on it though, which I did not. Oh, that's a shame. I did not appreciate. Mm. <laughs> um, so what the fuck, Rusty? Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. If you're into that t- type of thing, you should check it out. I didn't think it was his best. Um, I listened to an ambient album by a guy by the name of Rafael Anton Irisari called "A Fragile Geography." That's a good name for an album. I like that. Yeah, especially an ambient album. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. an ambient album. I'm, like, it almost feels like there must be an ambient album that's already called that. Yeah, I'm surprised there isn't. <laughs> does, does Glass break at any point on this album? Uh, I believe so. I thought it might. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't recall, but maybe. <laughs> it's very But it's, it's, uh, it's to- sort of towards, like, the, the darker side of ambient music. It's got a lot of, um, uh, like, dissonant and noisy sections. Uh, really pretty... Um, enveloping and overwhelming i really liked that one i need to go back and listen to that some more i also listened to a new album from gold link who is a uh rapper from i don't know where <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh I, that city that city in um in fuck i'm thinking detroit. of detroit but that's yeah, not right. a, detroit was that's the only word i could think of either <laughs> that city is i'm glad we both went there yeah. <laughs> um I forget where he's from, but he had a really cool mixtape last year called uh, The God Complex. I don't remember. If I, I remember you talking about that here. Um, but he has a new album. It's like pretty short. I think he's been calling it like a mini album, like between an EP and an album. Hmm. It's called And After That We Didn't Talk. Uh, that was pretty interesting. I, I don't know if I'm totally in love with it. That's like kind of the same thing with uh, his EP. I really liked it, but. It didn't Still like totally get me. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely someone I'm going to keep watching. Though he's got an interesting style. He kind of like straddles the line between you know be- being like a uh, like weird you know neo R and B style singer and a rapper. And he has like a really weird voice, which I appreciate. And does, oh, like, I definitely things. yeah, I remember that EP. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, there are some really good songs in it. Uh, I would definitely check it out if you're you know looking for some recent hip hop. I think I think it's it's one of those things like it didn't super click with me, but I really I really appreciated most of it, and I think for other people it might click a little more. Um, and like I said, I definitely I'm gonna keep listening to what he puts out because I think he's getting towards something that's I think is really gonna be really cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so that's my stuff for right now. <laughs> that's what I've been listening to. I think I listened to a few other things, but you know, not Those gonna the big ones. bother to try and remember them. <laughs> I've been, I've been. Uh, speaking of not listening to new music, I've been act- like trying to actively keep a list of like the new albums that are coming out that are you know, albums I want to listen to. Oh, good. So you can. So I just have like a yeah a Google Doc with just like huge fucking list of albums. <laughs> I've got to make a, a Google Doc with. All and just our... every time I hear about an album, I'm just like, all right, put it on yep. the fucking list. I've got but, to make a Google like Doc I... with all our end of the year stuff on it too. God, oh, yeah. it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so much. Yeah, there's so many new albums I need to hear because there's been a lot of like um, artists who've released stuff in the last part of this year. It's just it's been a busy a year, of, man. Lot, like a lot of groups I really like that I just still haven't listened to the album at all. It's a busy year. It's a busy it's time in the music industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Ted, do you want to do you want to take it away? Do you want to tell us about? Is, that, is it me? Is that me? <laughs> That's you. That's you. I, You're up. Am I up? Oh man, my time to shine. Dude, we're a solid like so. fifteen to twenty five minutes earlier than we normally are going into this section. I don't know. This is kind of so scary. Weird. It's all right. Don't worry. I got this covered. Okay. <laughs> all right. I trust you. Good. That's bad, but that's okay. Um, so this week, as you probably heard at the end of last week's episode, we all listened to the Decemberists' 2009 album Hazards of Love. Um, the Decemberists are a band comprised in this album of Colin Malloy, um, Chris Funk, Jenny Conley. Chris Funk, nice. Great Chris Funk, good name. Uh, Nate Query, John Moen. Um, and that sounds a like the name and of, a lot uh, and my, a lot one of, my old of guest artists. <laughs> a lot of guest artists. There's a lot of guest one. artists on this, and he does sound like a doctor. That is such a doctor name. Hi, Doctor Moen. Yep, uh, actually, <laughs> actually, that <laughs> hmm, hmm, funny. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Decembrists are a band. Pretty much everyone knows. They're super, super commonly discussed. They are incredibly. I don't know. They put out a lot of albums. Some good, some less exciting. Um, I listened to them a bunch, uh, like 2009, 2010. I first heard of, heard them in 2009. Someone gave me the Crane Wife, so I listened to that a, a little bit. And I really liked it. Um, it was still before I listened to too much music uh, actively, so I was just like, oh, this is pretty. <laughs> um, the, the, the actual series of Crane Wife 1, 2, and 3 were all just super spectacular. Um, and going back to it, that was a phenomenal album. Um, but then after that, I moved on to The Hazards of Love, which is actually a really great album for me to listen to. Because The Hazards of Love is, um, is different than all of their others in a couple ways. It's, it's a rock opera. So, you know, that is similar to a concept album, but it's actually built like an opera. It's got a narrative story that it all flows around. Um, 
and this is a super it's written a lot like like a classic opera where it's got these weird things that happen sometimes it's a little more grotesque than other people like but i'm gonna get into that so if you haven't listened to the decemberists they're known for their folky hip ass attitudes (laughs) they're super hip they're like as hip as it gets that's one of their bigger issues Mm. i've found uh they put out an album this year that at first I was like, say, oh, this might be okay. The single say, was like, nice. The distinctive things about them were always like the uh, old timey lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, They're very uh, shanty esque. Yeah, very. Uh, like... Yeah, Colin Malloy likes to sing like he has a British accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a guy from where is it from Portland? Yeah, he's he's yeah. Well, he's originally from oh, uh, I think Montana. It's... Okay, yeah, oh, geez. but they're they're all from Portland, right? <laughs> um, but he his biggest influence and his biggest love of music is around uh, British folk music mm-hmm. from the sixties. Yeah. So it makes sense that it would influence him. Um, but they do have that really sort of they they were big on the list of folk music that made folk music more popular again, the yeah. new wave folk. Yeah. Um, they started in 2001 to 2002, kind of between there, where Malloy, Query, and Conley all scored a silent movie together because, of course, they did. Um, that's so you do in Portland. Right, that's all you fucking can yeah. do in Portland um, <laughs> is find other hip-ass people and make silent movie scores together. Uh, the band, the Decemberist name is one that's always interesting to me because I always forget but it's named for the December Revolution in 1825 in Madarasha when um, the army stormed the castle on the 26th of December mm-hmm. um, and killed the entire royal family of uh, Tsar Nicholas. You might mm-hmm. know this from the Anastasia movie that Disney put out that we've all seen. Yeah, when, when John Cusick voiced the random <laughs> right? protagonist guy. Yeah, what yeah. was that guy's name? I always forget. I only ever remember Bartok. And he's like, hi-ya, hi-ya. <laughs> all and I, all I know him, is, that I, is that I watched that after I watched High Fidelity. So all I could think about was was the dude asking me a top five question. That was That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> John, John Cusick always sounds exactly like John Cusick. He does. He's so notably John Cusick. And then Meg Ryan did the voice. Yep, and then yep. Meg Ryan can't sing, so she never sang any of the songs. And it was really funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I love that movie, and that's such a fucking fascinating time for Russia, because it was a huge, huge uprising. Um, and all the people that were involved in the revolution, and all the people who pretended they were there, just like, um, the people who were like, oh, I was, I was there when Martin Luther King had the, I had a dream speech, I was definitely one of those people, or like, I was there at the Obama inauguration. These people, the ones that were there and then the ones who pretended were there, were called themselves the Decemberists. Also, Malloy says um, they they like to invoke the drama and melancholy of the month of December, which I could totally believe because they're fucking dramatic mm-hmm. music all the time. They love being dramatic in their music. Um, in this album, they have... It's like a band of theater people. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. No, they are essentially a band of like theater... Like the silly theater people you meet in high school, you're like, oh, God, I never want to do theater. I met a bunch of those people, and I didn't think I was going to do theater. Oh, um, there's a bunch of guest musicians being Joseph L., Clara L., and Natalie Breyer being the children you hear at the very end. <coughs> Colin Olden, Adam Hornstraw, Greg Ewer... Keiko Araki, Rebecca Gates, Jim James, Robin Jim Hitchcock. James of uh, My Morning Jacket. Oh, okay, really? yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize that. 
Nope. <laughs> um, Robin Hitchcock, a famous guitarist, did the interlude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our two big guests are Becky Stark. Uh, she was the voice of Margaret, mm-hmm. the, the the female protagonist. Becky Stark is also um, from the band of Lavender Diamond, which is a silly name. Um, and then Cheryl Warden of the band My Brightest Diamond. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. So you have, have My Morning diamond. Jacket, My yeah. Brightest Diamond, and <laughs> and of Lavender Diamond. Fucking ridiculous it's just like names. Band, it's like band name morphing games. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking silly. Shara <laughs> uh, Warden being, uh, she was the voice of the Forest Queen. She's got that super fucking okay. bad I voice. I really like her voice. You know who she reminded oh, yeah. me of on this? Who? Grace Slick. Who's that? Jefferson Airplane. Oh yeah, okay, that makes plenty of sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I was I was mostly thinking like, uh, especially because the instrumentation they had during her parts, it reminded me a lot of um, just kind of like, uh, yeah, basically just like s- like heavy psychedelic rock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, she had like the perfect voice for that kind she of totally style. Totally did. That like that yeah. scooping. That I, I heard it and I was immediately oh. like, okay, now I need to go listen to some Jefferson Airplane. Like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Grace Definitely. Slick was a fox, man. Yeah, she's got a fucking badass voice. She's one of my favorite parts about this album. Yeah, she, yeah, for sure. She fits the persona of the Forest Queen I, so mm, fucking well. well. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm almost done with my description. I promise. Um, so as I said, the album came out 2009 with Capitol Hill and Rough Trade Records. Um, it was produced. I was really intrigued because I haven't spent much time looking at producers outside of hip hop. Um, the producer for this is Tucker Martin. Um, I'm not going to go into too much about him, but like his fucking discography of shit he's produced or worked on is so awesome. Um, like this year, he's done the My Morning Jacket album, uh, the Waterfall. He did Carrie and Lowell. He did fucking the Avid Brothers. He did the worst things get. The harder I try, the harder I try, the more mm. I. Uh, what's Nico Case? Yeah, what's the end of that? Uh, well, the Nico Case album the... with a really fucking cool name. Yeah. Um, more Avid Brothers. He's done most of the Decemberists albums. Um, REM. Like fucking, this guy has been on so many things. He did uh, Get Nothing, the Spoon album. Theo and the Get Down, Death Cab for Cutie. He did a John Zorn album. This guy works on a lot of fucking kick-ass albums. So it's really intriguing. I'm going to try and start keeping track of of producers because, I don't know, one of my favorite parts about this album is the instrumentation. I think the it's so rich-sounding. Um, so I want to try and see if I can find good albums that way, be more knowledgeable and all that. Um, so the origin of this album, uh, there's an album that came out in 1966 or an EP rather by a famous British folk singer named Anne Brigg. Um, it was under the same title of the hazard of love and it didn't have a song following the same name. So Malloy was like, Oh, I love this album. I'm going to write a song with the same name that has to do with that album. And then he just started writing like a fucking fiend. Um, and they all started, they wanted to make this a staged production and be like, that be their big thing and then they realized very quickly that what they were writing was too much for stage they gave up and then just like went fucking ham on like all of their story and just making it as fun as they wanted um and then during the tour basically they'd walk on and play the whole 
fucking rock opera start to finish, which is appropriate. I'd be so bitter if they didn't do that. Um, and then it it didn't get super great reviews sometimes. Like, a lot of people really liked it. A lot of people didn't. It's kind of like the Decembrists. A lot of people kind of find them very pretentious. Um, they think they make good decisions, but some of their good decisions are really sort of lined with a lot of <clears throat> mediocre choices, mediocre writing, or instrumentation. Um, I disagree personally. I think this is a phenomenal album. I hadn't listened to it in about a year, uh, but I've been a big fan for about five years now. It's super cool. What do you guys think? Josh. Me? Josh, what do you guys damn, think? I'm the, you, I'm the fucking host. You can't turn this shit on me. Um, <laughs> Called you out like a motherfucker. So... <laughs> It starts out really familiar, like just the sound of the the first like track or two was super familiar, and I was I was kind of I was kind of on board and and sort of with it, um, but around uh, won't want for love when you start getting the hints of the heavier guitar and the like prog elements showing up, I was like, okay, fuck, this album is pretty cool, um, <laughs> you know, and I I thought. Like, I, I'm just going to go through my notes here a little bit. Um, yeah, please. I really liked the guitar tunings for uh, William's theme, the theme used in uh, Won't Want, or uh, The Wanting oh, Comes yeah, in Waves. Oh, yeah, the Wanting Comes I, li- I like that a lot. Um, one of my favorite things about the album, and one of the things that I think it succeeds at the most, and, and feel free to disagree with me, is how well it flows. Like it really, yeah. it it feels consistent. the The tracks go logically into one another. It all feels very natural, and it doesn't feel jarring when we when when we transition between ideas. And I thought it did that yeah. really well. I thought that was really cool. Um, one thing that I didn't like was, uh, God, this is so. Uh, they're ju- this is the order they're in on my phone. Not me being. <laughs> I thought the choice to to have Malloy voice both William and the rake was a really bad one. Yeah, yeah that's I'm definitely sure one of my biggest issues with it. I think he does that. a good job for both of them, but, but he, he sounds the same. Done both. Yeah. yeah, it's it was super confusing the first yeah, time. He sounds he yeah. sounds the same. I think the only time you should do something like that in a story like this is when you're trying to to use it to prove a point or use it as part mm-hmm. of the plot like like uh, a great example is is uh in Swan Lake one performer dances both the the swan mm-hmm. queen and the evil swan, right? Yeah. And and that's really effective. In this, he's voicing both characters, but he's not doing a goddamn thing acoustically mm-hmm. to differentiate them. Like they just yeah. sound the same and I think they should have just gotten another artist to feature on it as as the rake. I think that would have been fine. I don't know why they didn't cuz they had so many people come on to do things. Right. Yeah, yeah they had tons yeah. of people and and I think Malloy was just like, oh, "I think I'll voice both of these." And I think that was a yeah. bad decision. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's one of the times where it shows up as them having sort of their their pretension or something come in. And that's one of the big issues a lot of people had. And I agree with that. Cuz if he had done something different, other than just sort of have like a, a different sort of theme in each song. Yeah, like his vocally, okay. he just he, he sounded the same. And it's so silly because out of seventeen tracks, the rake is on two and a half. Yeah, yeah. They could have easily had someone else do it. That being said, 
the, it sounds great. Yeah, no, it, but it's it just, all sounds it's a, good. It's a poor decision. It, yeah, I just either. I thought it was a bad decision in in terms of like I think there are plenty of times when you should do something like that. But I think if you do something like that, if you you if you if you make that decision, you should use it. It's like in a play, you wouldn't cast two lead roles as the same with the same actor unless you were trying to make a statement with it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, totally. Bit parts, sure. But, like, two major, major players, like... And and even though Rake wasn't there that much, he was a major player for the story. Um, totally. Sh- they shouldn't sound the same. They just... They yeah. shouldn't. They shouldn't. I think yeah, that was I a really... That. that was a... Mm, I didn't like that decision. Um, <laughs> thought it was bad. Uh, Gets you all rustled. Yeah. Uh, the plot of this whole thing? Super creepy. Oh, you didn't yeah. like it? I thought it seemed super. I don't know. Super like duper a, creepy. I met this very I, creepy. I went. I went riding in in the forest and found like a fawn, and then it turned into a human, and I had sex with and it. Then we and we bang, bang immediately. Now I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Immediately. That that I, that part is pretty weird. Like. I like how there's not really any lead into that. It's just like yeah, and then it's like it's suddenly like, he okay. touched her thigh. Yeah, and, then and they're, they're fucking magic the is bush. the best aphrodisiac. I mean, I guess yeah. that's pretty impressive. Totally. I mean, if you saw someone shapeshift, I don't know about you, but I'd be like, holy right. shit, get up in this. And then, like, and this then is probably my you, only chance to bang a shapeshift. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't say no to that. You, you go from you go from that into into like. The character of the Rake is just like so fundamentally horrible and evil. Oh yeah. God, I I do love the Rake song though. Like, like that, I like I like having sex. This guy's kind of creepy. I like having sex with my wife, but I don't like caring for her for my children, so I killed them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, she died. <laughs> then, I'm not getting then, sex anymore. Like he essentially jumps out of the bushes and carries off Margaret because she's yeah, she's yeah. a lady. Uh, yep, and. And I, I think the ending was like I think I can understand why people think the Decemberists are pretentious, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> the ending well, okay. is is like okay, well I guess we'll both go drown in the river because then we can. So mm. so I guess I should go through the whole story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should, you should. For those yeah, who haven't, do, do an overview. It. So the overview. I agree with the ending. Is As we said, ridiculous. this girl's walking through the woods and she comes across this fawn who's white like, and like, wounded a fawn. Or something. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, a sorry, wounded fawn. Um, and then she's like, I'm gonna. To make better of my sex, which is a hilarious line or whatever oh they say. God. Like, I don't remember <laughs> it, quite it's the wording. About but it's her like, being women the aren't very caring, but she was. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. So she goes, she fixes its legs, and then suddenly it's a man. Uh, also, 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 keep in mind, like his his form as a deer was a fawn, like a baby yeah, like a deer. Baby <laughs> deer. <laughs> so, like, I'm not sure why that then transforms into a fully grown and like capable. Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she bonds, basic or bonds, bonds indeed. Yeah, she bonds of bonds, <laughs> um, and then she gets pregnant, um, and then. Basically, when she finds out she's pregnant, she runs into the woods and is like, Woods, Woods, help me find William. She gets tired. William, of course, she being goes, the fawn. William man. being the fawn babe. Uh, and then <laughs> fawn, fawn babe's like, I hear you, and shows up. And then they're like, oh, we're in love. Even Not just sex, but we're actually in love. Who knew? And then, I mean, I've never, I, I met you for one night. 
And yeah, you've been, yeah. you've been, I mean, you've been in your. Se- it's the second night when you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second you've night. Been, you've, totally, well, you, you know, your you second went, night of banging in the woods. You went so. back to the village, and I missed you a little bit. Like you're the only yeah. lady I've ever known, but except my mom. But you know, I really <laughs> yeah, like being right. around you. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> he hasn't really interacted. We, with it was any a other simpler time. We should pause so. just for a second, okay? I think this album is super cool. Like, yeah. I really do like it. No, oh, yeah, but it's so much fun to make fun of. Yeah, it. like it's my favorite. <laughs> I, I don't um, like it because of the story. <laughs> I I love the story. I'm gonna make fun of it, but I I do like the story, and I'll get into that. Okay, after yeah, yeah. we get through it all. So then after they're like, "Man, we like each other, love each other." You hear, love each other, love each other. Let's sorry. have sex in the woods Let again. Clarify, love each other. Um, I love you, babe. That. Let's have sex in the woods again. Yeah, let, we love each other. Let's bang, bang city. Boner town, um, <laughs> and they start hearing this metal guitar sound. Yeah, the, the the queen of the forest is fucking metal as hell, yeah, man. She's so metal. She just she um, gets like so... the shredding solo when she comes in, and then she mm-hmm. comes in, and it's it, she she Ooh. might as well be singing White Rabbit. That's her voice. Yeah. Like it's great. It's great. She's so fucking awesome. So Queen of the Forest is like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh yeah, uh, I'm in love now, mom. Uh, Didn't I tell you not to go off? And she's like, "Don't bang random chicks." How many times do I have to talk about this? I was like, "No, mom, this is the one." Um, Basically, though, she's like, "I've protected you from man," and he's like, "But I'm in love." And she's with my baby. She's like, "Nope, I made you immortal." Nope. And he's like, "Fine." And he's, you know, well, well, like like story wise, she like found him when he was a baby. Oh no, we'll get into that. Yeah, she goes into that later. Oh, oh, does that not come? I'm making my way. I'm making my way chronological. Logically, right. don't you worry. Right, 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 right. Thank you for making sure. Um, but so, well, we, she made him immortal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carry on. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, being really stupid. He's like, well, okay, how about I just like finish out the night with Margaret, our our female <laughs> Maggie. protagonist, Maggie, good old Maggie, um, pregnant Maggie, and baby then, mama. Mags, then I'm then I'm yours for the rest of eternity. She's like, all right, that sounds good. You know, obviously he's kind of planning. He's probably going to sneak he's away. He's going to make a fucking um, break for it. Exactly. Like, he's out. Exactly. Never mind the fact uh, that whenever it's daytime, he turns back into a fawn and will probably be shot by a hunter I don't, I in this fucking world. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's kind of a weird thing. I think she basically takes that whole spell off of him for the night is what... But he, she, he's human for the night anyway. For sure. I okay, all right. But so then they're like, isn't it a lovely night? That song is silly. Um, and then, so his, his general argument, which then parades into the uh, wanting comes in waves is you know sometimes i can fight it but every once in a while that shit like overwhelming just give me tonight and then he sneaks away badass song is what ends way. up happening wanting comes in so waves good. is badass really good fucking that his williams theme is probably the most well done in this album um and then there's an interlude we don't know what happened Ooh. and then the rake song starts i, I think she i think the the queen agrees right oh she sorry yeah i didn't he doesn't really that, sneak right. away she's like all right yeah, she says, all right, but you have a wonder, like, oh, man, he threw that away pretty quickly. A lifetime for a night, mm. um, so you wonder what's going to happen. But she's agreed to it, and then the rake song starts, where the rake's like, I kind of got lulled into a marriage, but it's okay, because we had sex, and then all these babies started coming out of her. Not great. They're all kind of ugly. Oh, that last one killed her. Well, I'm bored now, and I've got all these kids to care for. You know, it'd be easier. I'm gonna give one foxglove. I'm gonna drown the other. The last one kind of caught on, so I'm just gonna 
he put up a fight, but now I'm going to burn his body because he was a little <laughs> dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the rake song in a yeah. couple seconds. Keep in, mind, keep in mind that it, it if you... Like, if you have not been looking at, at your device that tells you what song you're on, this might yeah. as well be William singing this song. And you're like, yeah, man. No, totally. It's so Man, confusing. he's got some backstory. Yeah, holy shit. That, that's not what I expected. Um, it, but it's, yeah, it's an awesome song. Yeah, Margaret's, Margaret's <laughs> going to get a whole thing. At yeah. The first time I heard this, I actually thought it jumped ahead like 20 years, and it was talking about him and Margaret, like, and this God. is what it had happened. Oh, it just was like, holy shit, <laughs> that's way different than I thought. Um, and then eventually I figured it out. But so the rake's like a big asshole. And then so he, like, after killing all of his kids, he happens to be in the woods, and he sees Margaret on the night that she and William are together for their only night and he fucking basically like grabs her, ties her up, throws her over the horse and books ass away and then William's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And then he gets to this big river, this massive river where um, you find out later that um, this river was where the queen had found William and then was like, well... Someone abandoned you to the river, so I, I will just take care of you. I'm your adopted mom now. You're kind of a fawn, <laughs> and you're immortal now, I guess. Um, immortal now. Uh, and so, you know, he gets to the river. He's like, oh, God, this one guy is coming after me, but I've got this honey I just picked up that I want for myself. Sweet, sweet honey. Sweet, sweet honey. Um, and then the queen shows up, and she's like, I like how you just stole her. She's the one thing that's ever distracted my son, so... I'm going to fly you over this river if you promise to rape and murder her. (laughs) I thought it was like, do whatever you want, but maybe. Basically. No, that's basically what she says, though. She's like, go for it. Rape her. Have a good time. I don't care. Just fucking get her out of this situation. (laughs) And so she does. She flies him away. Uh, him and her away across the river, this huge rushing river, as you find out, in a non-water, which is such a good song. Um, that's where you, it sort of starts with that, like, you've got that rushing, like, oh no, I've got to get Margaret, I've got to find her, feeling that William's got to have. He gets to the river, and he's like, this is the river that I was found, this is the river that kills everybody. It's too wide, it's too fast, it's basically the, uh, the Copper River, but bigger. Um, if you know anything about Alaska rivers, that river's hella dangerous. Um, and he's like, how, how do I get across? Even, uh, communicate with each other across it. Oh, they can't. He just saw her get taken and saw okay. the whole thing happen is what gotcha. it is. Because he still has a couple hours left, but he's he's running out of time, and he's worried if he can't get to Margaret soon, something bad will happen. And if he can't get to her in more time, then he's never going to be able to because he's just going to be a fawn forever. So he's sort of pacing on his horse, and, he's, and then he kind of concedes. He says, River, let me cross you, and you can, you can have my, my life. Just let me get across you, and I will come back, and you can have my life, and that's that's all I got. So, the river concedes because it's magic, and <laughs> he gets across, and then you get to uh, the Margaret and C- Captivity song, where 
the rake's being hella creepy again, and he's like, mm, little swan, don't wiggle too much, you might hurt, get rope burn or break your wrists and fingers. <laughs> and then she's like, help, help. He's like, no one's coming for you, at least not before I rape you. It's fucking creepy. Yep. The rake sucks. Yep. Um, and then, like, you get really nervous, you're wondering, and suddenly you hear William's theme again. The wanting comes in waves with that sort of nice fucking guitar sound, and then there's a sort of, like, shift, like, super fast and you hear creepy kids singing. Well, it's like, father, blah, blah, blah. And it's all of his kids' ghosts have come. And they're like, oh, man, I ate this funny thing, but it's okay now. My stomach's up hurting. And then one's like, man, you left the water running. And then Isaiah, the last kid, the one he just burnt after murdering in a painful manner. And they, they, what, it's kind of speculatory. What I think happens is basically they distract him and you hear the sort of rushing come again. And I think William bursts in and is able to kill the rake while he's distracted. By his, save Margaret. his child ghost. With, with a rake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kill, kill the rake him, with a rake. With a rake, you know, to be poignant. Well, he's a fawn. He doesn't, he doesn't have a sword. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really know what a rake is either, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, as, bird, as a bird, I think. It's probably a bird. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, so, basically... Then it goes back to the wanting comes in waves. It's big. It's really exciting. They're running back to the water to try and cross it. And then he's like, hmm, that's right. I promised my life. We're about to run out of time. So let's, let's have a quickie. Let's do this. Yeah, let's have a quickie, you know. <laughs> in the river. Is in the river. Choice in the river on the edge we'll of the We'll be together to, forever know. in the yeah. river. <laughs> Being two star-crossed lovers... They die. <laughs> they wander into the river, sing about how soft and sweet each other are, and how they'll always love each other. And drown. And they'll be, and they'll be like, "We'll be married in our death." Yep. And then they drown. The only way we can be together forever guitars. is to die. For sure. That's and that's goes, the man. story. Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, that has always been my courtship strategy. I take someone yeah. on a couple dates, and then I say, "Hey, you want to kill? You want to? You want to commit? You want to do a joint suicide?" Yeah. Yeah. I always start with banging him in the woods and getting him pregnant. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's probably have clincher, why it hasn't yeah. been working. Yeah, that's why you got to get the clincher, here, right? I mean, that, totally. Yeah, you got to make sure they come totally. back. And a lot of people <laughs> don't like that part of the story. I yeah. think it's awesome. I think I think the story itself flows in a really sort what of part rough of way. All of it, but the end especially. I like that. I think it makes no sense. No, it's very if you've ever really read classic Irish or or Celtic like folklore, it feels oh, yeah, very a lot folk- like Oh, sure, sure, sure. And sure, that's sure, what they're pushing. But why didn't they just go the other direction? Cuz the queen of the forest will find them. I mean, like I, I, she's 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 literally she says in a part of the yeah, song she like is the, I am is the, the branches, fo- I am the boughs of the tree. Where the fuck do you think you're going to go? Like that's that's her. Uh, they can't escape her. Yeah. And this is the only time he could actually die because she'd make him immortal again. Uh, mm-hmm. or, yeah, uh, and a world with magic would suck. Right? Dead. Fuck! <laughs> you just like stumble <laughs> incorrectly, like up. Oh, fucked. Yeah. There you go. You're cursed. You're covered in <laughs> You're fucking warts cursed. or something. I don't know. Yeah. You get a curse. <laughs> you get a curse. You get a curse. Oh, you get man. a curse. No, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like the. My problem with the ending is that it doesn't feel earned. I guess. Earned? What do you mean by earned? I mean, like, it... It doesn't... It doesn't feel like a natural next step in that story. 
because you you're having the triumph of coming off of off of rescuing her from the rake and then there's no downslope from there there's just oh and now we like it it just it doesn't feel like what it doesn't it doesn't it feels like it's there because because Colin decided that he wanted a tragic ending right oh yeah and that's yeah. and that's totally part of it because they fucking love tragic dramatic ending. yeah it doesn't it and doesn't that's... feel like how how that it feels like that was just kind of like it feels like they put that ending on and then wrote the middle up to it but like the natural progress there was there was like another chapter in between that just isn't there yeah i kind of feel the same way about it like that's kind of i think i think uh yeah, because my main problem with this album is I think there's a lot of parts where stuff is just kind of missing, mm-hmm. and it's not even a not only in the story but in some of the the musical ideas. I feel like they kind of hold back a little too much hmm. in some things. Like for example, um, like I really like, you know, for example, like the uh, guitar riffs for the Queen's theme. Yeah. but I feel like they're kind of. They're kind of modest. They yeah, they do know? have like a simple yeah. tone to them at that Like point. I think they could have gone way more forward with that and made it something a little more bombastic and mm. yeah, uh, a little. Cool. There was a lot of there was I a lot think of it's, talk it's about executed well with what they do, but like, um, but like yeah, sometimes uh, some I don't know. Sometimes the instrumentation they've chosen seemed a little simplistic for like what they were trying to do mm-hmm. to me. Totally. Uh, no, and I could see that. I really yeah. like the instrumentation, but I think there could have been way yeah. more. No, I like it too. I just yeah. think it. I I think there was room to grow. Yeah, they, like, they had... I feel like this is something you know, like if this was a draft of the thing, like if it had a few more totally. visions, it mm-hmm. could have been much. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I I think it it's it, could use a lot more. I, I see what you mean, and I I think narratively, like that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Narratively, yeah. like I, the plot beats are there. It's just that mm-hmm. like that last one does not feel like where the story was going. It feels written, mm-hmm. right? Rather than mm-hmm. than like a natural part of a story. And I, yeah, obviously and I can, all I can stories totally are, are written and all that, but a good story doesn't remind you that it's written. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think. No. Yeah. I totally understand. I could see easily where you're going with that. Um but like all and that, same with the instrumentation. All that, all that in mind, I really liked this album. I thought it was a ton of fun to listen to. I thought, uh, like as as creepy and weird as the story was, like totally, it was a, it's modeled after after old uh, English Irish folklore. Like that's all very apparent, and I think for the most part, it, it's done very well. And it's this really cool dark story. I think it's pretty funny to criticize through like a 2015 lens because it, yeah. <laughs> it's also like those ideas are super duper weird um, <laughs> and I, but 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 overall i really liked it like i listened to it probably four or five times because i i wanted to and i enjoyed it um mm-hmm. but yeah 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 i just there were there there were places it could have been where it was notably lacking i yeah. guess i think it it could use the touch of someone outside of the folk genre mm-hmm. um, to add a lot more depth to the to the yeah that's what I was that's kind of what I was wondering on um, you know because that's always been a slight problem with me with the Decembrists is when they try I've always felt like I felt this on the Crane Wife too yeah because on most of their uh, 
like their first three albums, they just kind of did like the old English style Shanty folk shit. things. Yeah. And then on Crane Wife, they did more things. Like there was also like a sort of prog metal y riff part mm-hmm. on, on the island. Yeah. And which is great. Uh, there's like a uh, reggae ish part on that one song. Oh, um, uh,. I can't uh, remember what song it is. Like track five, I think. Like the perfect crime, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I always feel like when they do stuff like that, it's just like the most simplistic. It seems like they listen to like a couple albums and then try yeah. and redo it rather than talking to someone who knows yeah, how it, to do it. It's when they do stuff like that, it doesn't really sound too inspired. They sort of dabble mm-hmm. in those genres. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that and was, it sounds like they're just dabbling. Yeah, it yeah. It it's exactly. Like, yeah. And and. I thought it was like, and and when I first heard those prog elements uh, listening through this, I thought it was super cool. Like that mm-hmm. uh, immediately was more engaging for me. But I think you're right. I think like if you then start to think about it through a prog lens instead of being like, "Hey, this yeah. folk stuff has some fucking sweet riffs," mm-hmm. there's so much more you could do yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely like one of the biggest issues most reviewers had on the album was, "Hey, cool, December's are doing metal." Sort of, they <laughs> they do like the first touches of metal, mm-hmm. but it'd be awesome to have seen this album if they went to people who knew what they were doing and sort of like reach other branch. They got a second male vocalist, yeah, like really put a little bit more into it, yeah, like it, and and it's weird too because they put a lot into it, like they Definitely. had I mean, so many so many features and guests and like it's a very written thing and I think a lot of it. Like I said, flows super well and fits together really well. Like, there are parts of this where you can tell they spent a lot of time refining it, right? Mm-hmm. And making sure yeah. it all fit together right. Yeah. But, and the mixing is incredibly lush, but it is definitely, it needs the touch of people who know things outside of the folk genre, mm-hmm. I think. Well, I, that's the thing. Like, I, I still think it's strongest point. Its strongest points are, like, still the, you know, the main strong points with Decemberus is with, you know, him doing his song right in that yeah, genre definitely which he's still really good at like he makes really uh you know memorable songs in that style like totally. all the uh you know even like the like the phrases he uses and like the way he says things all just sound like he has a very distinctive you style hear it and you're like that's him. definitely like, Colin yeah, Malloy yeah exactly um he has his own you know pretty pretty distinctive way of he's got a beautiful voice kind of too uh he definitely yeah. does like like I said like I feel like I've mostly only said negative things about this album, but I, I like it too. Um, yeah, that's why, because I think, you know, in general, it was really well put together. I enjoy listening to it. It's just kind of a shame. I, it it's like more. the last Decemberist album that I like. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I didn't like... I, Queen I, is well, Dead. I didn't like The King is Dead. The King is Dead, right. Um, I the, the newest one that came out this year, I didn't hate it but i wasn't super it, yeah. impressed by it there was it. a couple songs that were nice but that's it yeah really um yeah uh yeah to me it was the biggest problems i had with it were just in you know the various ways where i felt it could have gone deeper gone yeah it could have um, gone a lot more places and it could have been more interesting had they, mm-hmm. uh, right because they had all those roots there some things yeah. yeah, like they had all those seeds. They had all of that really cool stuff going on, but they didn't mm-hmm. necessarily explore it the way that they yeah. should have. Totally, mm-hmm. it's like they started branching out but didn't go. Didn't like I feel like it would have been better had they went full on branch out or like stripped it back more. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah. refine it to like more of what they were. Because then uh, you wouldn't have that sort of longing for yeah. the full. Yeah, yeah. They had they had either. Like it's like a weird between point where it. Yeah. They they, Which... they had done some more refining, more development of those those ideas. Yeah. And definitely. It, yeah, definitely. That, like, sorry, go ahead. All that being said, I, all that being I said, like this album. Yeah, super great. I album. enjoy listening to it. I yeah, uh, my favorite from them has always been Crane Wife. Even though I have my, like, I don't have an album by them that I like really love love because most of them I have certain problems with. Yeah, Crane and Wife has. But its I like issues just I like Crane Wife a lot. Uh, I don't have as many problems. Basically, the problems I have with that album are the ones I said earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Pretty nice. cool band. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, unless you guys have any other note, I've just got like one nice wrap-up bit. No, no, go ahead. Take it away. So, uh, one of my favorite quotes from one of the reviewers when this album came out was from James Christopher Monger, from a guy from All Music. <clears throat> he summarized the album as ambitious, pretentious, obtuse, <laughs> often impenetrable, and altogether pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was super appropriate because it's super fucking cool... It's got its issues, but all around, anytime I listen to it, I'm I'm just really pleased mm-hmm. with what I'm listening to. Yeah, and and those those first like notes of prog, like prog rock, prog metal when they came in, I was like, it's so Fuck, Yeah, like I did not totally, expect yeah. that when I I listened mm-hmm. to the the beginning of the first track, and that shift yeah. was really defining <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, and hearing uh, Sharon. Yeah, most mostly for me, what what redeems that those parts is the the vocals because yeah, yeah. That chick does a fucking awesome job. Yeah. On that. Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it, guys. That's the, the hazards, hazards of, of love. love. Mm-hmm. The hazards of love. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> guys, do you want to talk about some news for a second? Probably oh, not. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I feel like we should acknowledge <laughs> that uh, anyone who's listening to this anytime close to when it it's being released we'll know all about what happened in paris last week um man i've got a lot of issues with that i don't know big one being it's really tragic it happened but the amount of bombings that have happened everywhere else like the day before doesn't get any knowledge and then as soon as a bunch of white people get bombed that's like all anyone can talk about it's super tragic i don't want to downplay it at all but i don't know yeah it's it well, it's it's an odd thing too, just because it was it was about a year after the Hebdo attacks, um, mm-hmm. and and I I mean there's there's a lot to be said about it, but yeah, one way or the other, um, something like 130 people were were killed at a show in Paris, uh, and it was a, a really really terrifying thing to hear about um and i don't i don't really want to discuss it too much but i i do want to acknowledge that it did happen uh and that <laughs> yeah Whew. i thought a lot about whether or yeah. not we should bring that up at all <laughs> yeah um, i don't know the most frustrating thing for me is like after all these like i don't mean to no go for it you, please but it really frustrated me that like it starts causing all these arguments against people yeah about, and like, i totally oh, well you should have been supporting this and it's just and like, I, it's... it just like it leads to just like so much more hate between everyone you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's... and as someone who didn't talk about it much before either so yeah, i exactly. like i'm not it's any me. better about it i just it frustrates me it's unfortunate that we live in a world where people are shitty to other people yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Right. On a totally different and brighter note, <sighs> Prince has rejoined the internet oh, again. God damn it. God. How? You're the only one who reads Prince news. How? Like in the world. It's written for you at this point. Nah, man. Nah, man. He's on Instagram now, or as he calls it, Princegram. I fucking knew that was going to be it. And he has 155,000 followers. It, I I just thought it would be silly to bring up because fucking Prince hates the internet and has for ages. Uh, That's so silly. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about, uh, about all of the different streaming services available. Did you guys hear about the latest and greatest? Well, other than RDO being uh, dismantled and purchased by Pandora. Uh, yesterday, so that they can try and didn't know about that. Yeah, they they uh, they bought RDO or RDO's tech, so that they can try and compete with Spotify. But uh, Google, who has had Google Play forever, uh, either is launching or just launched YouTube Music, which uh, which is trying to take kind of a different approach. Um, they're uh, they're both sort of different different apps. YouTube Music is sort of it's more focused on discoverability. Like uh, essentially, you give it sort of a seed, an idea, or something like that at the beginning of the day, and it it creates and downloads a playlist for you based on that, so that you can then use it offline. Uh, all of the coverage I've seen of it has been super super positive. And it, it sounds different enough from the general Spotify, Apple Music model that it, it seems interesting. I don't think I'm going to use it, but it's it's good to see that people are entering that space in a different way. Because if everything is fucking, is fucking Spotify, then it... It's they're just they're they're just they're dividing the market in a really weird and uncomfortable way. Where, whereas this is trying to do something slightly different. So I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Um, I think those are the big ones that I had that I wanted to at least mention. Uh, unless oh, uh, Apple is shutting down Beats Music. Oh really? Yep. Mm. Not Apple oh. Music. Beats Music. Yeah. Okay. So the the thing I thought, that I thought it had already just become part of Apple Music. No, not really. Um, oh. They were still separate services. It, as it turns out, Beats Music was the one where you could say, "I am feeling like communing with the with the dead in my bedroom while I listen oh, to seventies okay. hits," and it would make you a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we may be losing that service forever, and I'm kind of sad about that. Oh man, yeah, didn't get enough. They got to bring it to Apple Music. Though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are uh, they are trying to encourage people who use Beats to move to Apple Music. They're letting people migrate profiles and things like that. Um, I think that's the news that I've got. Those are the things that I wanted to mention. Anything on your end? Uh, nope. Been paying attention <laughs> to the industry at all? Just want to end this podcast over early and get out of here before we hit a hun- uh, an hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, man, that'd be so exciting. I'm sure. No one's gonna look at this and be like, "Well, I'm not listening to that. It's not too." Yeah, what the fuck? Did they die halfway through? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> did did they lose another forty minutes? What happened? How weird! After that wonderful thirty minute rant you had, 
Um, hmm? 30 minute rant? What? Sorry. You're not going to put in a 30 minute rant to make it a two hour episode? That's what I would have done. Would you? Oh, no, for sure not. No? Okay. No, no one wants to listen to me rant for 30 minutes. Well, yeah, I... Hmm. I don't even want to rant for 30 minutes. That would be impressive, though, if you could. Right? I would, I would be impressed. Yeah. Uh, Sounding more podcast at gmail.com is our email address. We got an email this week, but it was me emailing myself a link. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I got so excited. You bastard. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> email us there. Uh, I... I, I I bigged up our podcast to a couple people from New Jersey who promised me that they would listen to it. Actually, they told me they'd listen to it without me ever really bigging it up. They just kind of saw it on my phone. Like, oh, I'll check that out. Uh, so I hope they do. If I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it would be a cool thing. I think that's everything. Um, oh. Almost. Oh, yeah. Back. You got a yeah. big announcement to make. Album of the week next week. We're listening to The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by one Lauren Hill, who was uh who who became pretty well known um as part of the Fugees mm-hmm. before putting out her own solo album in ninety seven. It's sort of a neo soul R and B hip hop thing. I think you guys uh Camden, I know you've listened to it. Ted, I don't know if you have. I don't know it. Okay, you might like it. I hope I do. You might hate it. But you might like we'll it. We'll find out. Uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, Sounding Board Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Email us, tweet at us, find us on Facebook. You won't be able to do any of those things. You can email you us. You can email us, Sounding Board Podcast at gmail.com. We really need to get those things. How how much time would it take to get those Probably things? like 15 minutes. Like yeah, so, yeah. so little we should, time. We should get, we should get those embarrassing. things. Yeah, it is pretty embarrassing. The problem is like... We're on episode 42. If I, if I put those together, I have to use them. And like... I don't know if you guys are planning Man, to use if you, them. If you do the Facebook, that, I'll use don't, it. For but sure. we don't use anything right now. So I use I use then. fucking I use uh, WordPress. We have like five blogs following us on WordPress, including. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let let me see if I can find our WordPress <laughs> like, followers. I don't even know what WordPress is. <laughs> it's a, it took just, me so. I, know what it is, I had to ask someone in my like, class, yeah, because it brought up. I was like, oh, I can finally find out. What oh the yeah, fuck yeah. WordPress, Word, WordPress is. is like one of the major. No, I know, I know yeah, what it is. Platforms yeah, <laughs> saying like we need uh, things that are used more frequently. There's a gumbo comedy. Uh, likes likes our content on WordPress. Uh, ATRW has liked a couple different episodes. EI uh-huh. Wong, uh, Wandering Wives. Ooh, <laughs> and uh, hit him up from last right. week. Master <laughs> Necro Mega Damage Rape Face. <laughs> yes. God. Oh man! I can't believe I said that on <laughs> air again. Oh my god! Mega damage rape face. I they're our you. biggest fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and fucking Robbie like does our advertisement for us on Facebook. So I mean, yeah. all right. Sounding board podcast right. at gmail.com. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. Uh, thanks for that album, Ted. That was a really interesting one. Yeah. That was a fun one to talk about. Good choice. Yes, good call. I figured I it's it's a good way for me to do opera without you complaining about me doing opera. Reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great night. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.